Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm Mike and we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back to Rising to the Occasion. It's just me today, but with Week 10 in the books, it is time to rank the top 25 teams in college football. We look at the latest college football playoff rankings as they dropped this Tuesday, and we're going to look at it. Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Overall, what would you change? What implications do these rank these rankings really bring us? And what does all of these what do all of these rankings really mean? Does it is it even worth looking at them right now? We're going to talk about all of that. And a high school football game gets called at halftime because of the score. We'll talk about all of that and much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome back to Rising to the Occasion, everybody. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. The rankings just dropped uh, just a few minutes ago for me uh, as I'm recording this. I'm in a hotel room right now, so I apologize if the, the audio or video isn't looking too great. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, there's only so much I can do while I'm on the road for work, but I still want to hop on, still want to be able to produce some great uh, content for you guys so you guys know what's going on in the sports world. We're going to talk about these rankings uh, because with these rankings, I think there's there's a lot to get into. Uh, there's a few things that kind of shake things up uh, overall and look very different in this this new playoff rankings. And as we know, now that we get into these playoff rankings, it does actually matter. All of these playoff rankings matter. And so, uh, you know, looking at them and, and, and seeing what has changed, what has, uh, you know, what's what looks different. There's a lot of things that I see that, man, it shakes things up in the college football world overall, especially when we talk about the playoffs coming up. And, uh, you know, as we know right now, it's just four teams, but it's going to move into 12, into 12 teams. Uh, and here later on this week, we're going to talk about the 12-team playoff and, and whether we like it or dislike it, what we would change about it, uh, what implications it can bring. But t today, right now, and this year, we're going to talk about the playoff rankings as they are today and the playoffs as they are today with the top four being able to play for the national championship and getting that shot. 
And right now we see some things that are still going to work themselves out. We talked about that going into week 10, how there's some things, the main one being Georgia and Tennessee, them going against each other, that's going to work itself out. And ultimately just the, the conference championships kind of working a little bit more out. But first starting off with that Georgia-Tennessee, we talked quite a bit about that. Me and Blake uh, talked about that. If you didn't catch that episode, go back and listen to that one. Um, but we talked about how that game really changes things up and it makes it hard for Tennessee to really make any kind of statement to be able to move themselves back into that top four. It, it's really not in their own hands anymore. They can win out, but with everybody else winning out, they could possibly be left out of these playoffs. And rightfully so, whenever you look at it, I think a one loss conference championship, personally, I think a one loss conference champion needs to be in over a one loss a team who hasn't won even their division like Tennessee uh, could, could be, they, they could be in that boat. And we've seen that in the past a few times with Alabama. Uh, and so I, I personally don't think that that should be a thing. I think if you can't even win your division or win your conference, I don't see why we even have those conference championships and why I, I, I don't understand why that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things when it comes to a national championship. But let's go ahead and start off down here. Uh, I'm going to start towards the bottom, kind of the way that the, the playoff rankings do whenever they're released. I'm going to start at the bottom, work my, my way up. First off being Washington at number 25. They had a, a pretty good win this weekend. We saw Washington win, uh, and, and it was good to see them kind of coming back out. You know, we talked quite a bit about Washington whenever uh, the, the season was still fresh and whenever they were still kind of fresh and everything that they were doing. But seeing Washington come out, uh, you know, recently they've just kind of been on kind of a, a slow little slump. But we, we saw Washington beat Oregon State, a pretty good win. Uh, and they only won by three. But something else that we're seeing with Washington, and it kind of caught up to them with, with their uh, two losses on the season, is that they've always started off kind of slow. And they, they did that again here against Oregon State. Oregon State made them pay early, but their defense stood tall in the fourth quarter, and Washington was able to pull out ahead uh, in that game. So Washington... Being them in the top 25, I, I think that's pretty reasonable. And ultimately, it's it's hard because you look at the top 25, a lot of these rankings really don't matter in the grand, grand scheme of things. It's not like we have uh, bowl games that are matched up specifically between rankings. Uh, it's not like number 25 is going to go against number 15 or something like that. So ultimately, I think this is a good spot for Washington. I think they deserve to be in the top 25. And for a lot of teams, the top 25 is something that's kind of a, an accomplishment. And so I think Washington is one of those teams to be in the top 25. That's an, an accomplishment. And so for them to be able to stick in there and to stay there, if they're able to finish in the top 25 uh, this year, I think that could be a, a really good sign for them. I think that can be a, a pretty good accomplishment uh, for them to take with them. So uh, with with uh, Washington being there at number 25, personally, I like it. Uh, just I... I don't like the fact that they could easily be bumped out, uh, depending on how some things were to shake up. Um, but ultimately, I like them being in the top 25. I think they deserve to be up there. Um, maybe a little low, but ultimately, 7-2, and two, Washington has looked good throughout the season. I would probably put them up closer to like the 15-18 to 18 mark, personally. But now moving up to number 24, Kentucky. Uh, we see Kentucky move in there, and then they're, they're going to stay in the top 25. Kentucky... Uh, has has been that kind of a team this year. They've been tough. Uh, they've they've had some tough losses, and I still think that they're a good team. 
they they are going to have to go against Georgia. They're going to host Georgia. That's one that Britton and I are both going to be watching to see who who wins our little wager that we put on the preseason. Uh, you know, whenever we were talking about all of the different concert, conferences prior to the season started. So they they're. they're they're looking to possibly be bumped out of the top 25, but right now I like them up in the top 25. I think they're ranked pretty – I, th- I think that's a pretty good ranking right now, uh, personally. Uh, moving on to Florida State. Florida State has been one of those teams. Uh, they just recently – this past weekend, they they thumped Miami pretty good, and, and that's good enough for them to be bumped up. Uh, looking at Florida State and, and the way that they, they have looked throughout the season, seeing how – uh, everything's kind of running down there for Norvell. Uh, I think that they deserve to be in that top 25. Um, 23, I, personally, I, I would say that's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, fair. Uh, I, I like them in the top 25. I think that's, I'm comfortable with them being in the top 25. I'm not comfortable with them being ahead of Washington. With Florida State being a three-loss team, I know they've had some some tough losses, but Washington has lost to to Oregon, you know, that's, that's one of their losses on the, on the year. And looking at the way Washington's looked this year, I think they'd be better than Florida state in a matchup, but ultimately top 25. Again, I think a lot of these rankings don't matter too much, but Washington may have been notched down there a little too much. In my opinion, uh, looking over at UCF, seeing UCF, uh, they're one of those teams that I like to see up in the top 25. It seems like ever since Scott Frost had that good season with them, they really haven't bumped down. Uh, whenever Scott Frost left, uh, Josh Heupel took over. Now we see what Josh Heupel is able, able to do even in the SEC with Tennessee. So, you know, I, I, I like UCF. I like to see them up, up in the top 25. Number 22, I think, is pretty good for them overall. Uh, I, I think they deserve to be over any kind of three-loss team that's in there right now. I feel like uh, I'll jump ahead and say that Notre Dame being at number 20 may be a little too much uh, compared to UCF. And I would say even Washington, I think a three-loss team being in there over a, a two-loss team, it depends on, on the situation. But right now, I, I think I, I don't like Notre Dame being up that high. Notre Dame having three losses on the season. Uh, UCF, well, I'll go jump back down to UCF. I like that. Um, for Illinois, Illinois is ranked number 21. They just came off you know, a, a tough loss against Michigan State. With everything that Michigan State's gone through, you just can't lose that game. Michigan State had several players suspended for the little fight that went on in the, in the Michigan, uh, you know, hallway, locker room, whatever you want to call that. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just a tough loss. I think 21's fair, though. Uh, they still are a two-loss team. I, I think that's very fair. I don't know if I put them above UCF, though. That's the thing. And, I, and it, especially Washington. I'm going to keep on bouncing back to them because I'm looking at these rankings and I'm thinking Washington is definitely the lowest uh, ranked out of all of these that I can see anyways. Uh, and it just doesn't seem to make too much sense. But going up number 20, Notre Dame, I, I like them being up in the top 25. Again, there's a few that I wouldn't rank them above, but number 20, fair ranking though. Uh, K-State being at number 19, just now losing to Texas. I know they had the 48-0 to big old whopper that they laid on Oklahoma State. But with three losses on the season now, I, I'm just I'm just not sure. I guess when you take a look at their losses, though, I'm comfortable with them being above a couple of these two loss teams, maybe Washington and Illinois, just because K State. You know, with with K State, their their losses are to TCU, 
who right now is ranked number four. I know I haven't gotten there yet, but that's that's big. And TCU has been tough. So, and not only that, but they also lost to TCU with a backup quarterback taking over for Adrian Martinez, which really I think Howard, the backup quarterback for K State, is probably better than Martinez when it comes to passing. But overall, I I, I don't know. I just I see K State there. I like them at nineteen, but I question it a little bit. Uh, and then of course, so they lost to TCU. Uh, they lost to Tulane, who is also ranked up here. Uh, you know, so w- w- with their their losses uh, with TCU, Tulane, and Texas, they're all top twenty-five losses. So I can give them a little bit of leeway. I like them at nineteen. I think that's fair. Now Texas, on the other hand, Texas is kind of one of those. I'm I'm not really high on them being at number eighteen. I think they could possibly be bumped down a little bit. I think they're ranked a little high because Texas hasn't looked good in their losses. I, I think. The, the huge win over Oklahoma, the big old shutout that they had uh, laying down 49-0 to zero on them. I think that's what put a lot more hype around Texas. But overall, I just I don't like Texas being up there. I, I, I get it. you, you got to put them ahead of K-State because they just beat them. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Texas being up there uh, that high. A couple of their losses weren't that good. Uh, they, they are going to have a big test against TCU this upcoming week, uh, you know, so to, for them to go and to, to play TCU, I think with TCU coming in, they're hosting TCU. So that, that could be, that could be a fun one to look at. Um, but just the fact that one of those losses coming from Texas tech, I I'm just not comfortable with that. And then also Oklahoma state who is not up in the top 25 anymore. Uh, and so with, with those two losses and seeing how Oklahoma state got thumped by Kansas state, I, I'm just not I'm not extremely high on on Texas being ranked up at number 18. Uh, jumping up ahead of them is Tulane. Tulane is one of those teams we looked at Kansas State in, in the, early in the season and saying you've got a loss to Tulane, and it was kind of an ugly looking loss the way that they lost and the offense just not rolling for K State. But Tulane has made headlines. Uh, they, they've kind of made something of themselves. Ranked up at number 17, I like that ranking. I could even see them possibly being bumped up a little higher. I'm just not sure who I would bump down in their place is all. Um, but overall, I, I, I like this. I, I like to see uh, Tulane ranked up that high. Number 17, I feel like that's a fair ranking. Again, I, I would like to see them higher, but uh, it, it's it's very fair. Uh, I, I just don't know who I would put over them. Now looking over to NC State. We've got NC State at number 16. NC State's been one of those teams. We we thought that they could win the ACC there for a little bit. Uh, we we looked at how they they looked overall, and I, I don't know. I, I just I think that they have been a team that's let us down a couple of times with them losing to Syracuse. Um, I think that was the big one that they really kind of let us down on, uh, and then coming in a in a couple of close games during their season, uh, and and you know it's just. One of those teams, you know, we start off with the very first game where they just won by one point to ECU. Uh, I just, I just don't like NC State being ranked above a couple of these teams, but I think number sixteen is fair for them. So I think that's a good ranking. It's just, I think I would bump around a few other teams to to help that out. But NC State, I think they're still they're still on an upward trend. They still have some a, a shot in there for the ACC. Uh, they they can still they don't hold their own destiny, um, but I, I like them at number 16. And then looking at another ACC team, number 15, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is another one of those teams where they kind of let us down a little bit here and there. But, 
you know, with, with them beating Virginia this past week, I, th I think them moving up to number 15, from 17 up to 15, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, they only won by a field goal uh, against Virginia, but that's a hard-fought game, and it was at Virginia. So I like, Nor I like North Carolina being up there at number 15. I think that's good for them. Now, number 14, Penn State. Penn State's another one of those teams where we look at and we've, we had a lot of high hopes out of them whenever they started off this season strong. They came out with a, a tough win at Purdue, and it, it wasn't an easy game. It was a very sloppy game on both sides of the ball, but Penn State came out ahead. They go down to Auburn later on. They win that one. But the one game that we were looking forward to was that Michigan game. They end up losing that one. And then we look forward a little bit more, and we see them against uh, Ohio State. So two of these tough teams that we expect them to be able to perform, and they just didn't perform very well. They did hold hold their ground against Ohio State, but Ohio State was one of those teams that came back in the fourth quarter and, and made something of themselves. So Ohio State was able to win that one. I like Penn State up in the, in the top 15. I think number 14 is very fair for them. I think that's... That's a good ranking. Uh, I, I'm pretty happy so far overall. Like I said, I think the one that I'm, I'm least happy about is Washington. That's the one I would definitely change. They definitely don't deserve to be that low, ranked below a couple of these teams, especially some of these three lost teams. For example, Notre Dame, I don't think they should be ranked below. I don't think they should be ranked below Illinois or uh, Florida State at this point. But, uh, you know, those are, those are some of the, the, the criticisms I have so far. But when we look at this bottom half of, of the – the rankings right now, when we look at 14 through 25, overall, it, it, it seems fair. Uh, it, it seems like a good rankings. Now, number 13 going into this one is Utah. We've got Utah out there in the Pac-12. Utah has let us down a few times this season, but they're still a tough team. They, they still, I don't know, they, they still show up every week and they still perform the way that they should now. Uh, they are a two-loss team now, but they just now won 45-20 to 20 against Arizona. A good win for them. I think 13 is fair for them. Uh, you know, I, th I think they were number 14 last week, if I remember correctly. So for them to bump up one, I think that's fair, especially seeing everything that's moved around. And then right up, up above them is UCLA. UCLA is one of those teams that caught everyone by surprise and started doing extremely well, starting off 6-0 and in their season. Uh, you know, just a, a, a tough loss to Oregon. But other than that, UCLA has looked very good in a possible Pac-12 champion. Uh, we're talking a lot about Oregon. I think if Oregon goes one loss with everything that's shaken up, I think if Oregon goes one loss and wins the conference championship, they get into the top four. Uh, personally, I think that's the way it should be. But I think with UCLA, if they went out and go back and rematch against Oregon and end up winning the Pac-12, I think you have to put UCLA in there. Uh, and honestly, right now, I think number 12 might be a little low for them. I see a few teams that I would like to see UCLA ranked above. Uh, a few teams that I know, you know, they're, they're coming up uh, is Ole Miss, Clemson, and Alabama. Those are the three that are ranked above UCLA uh, directly ahead of them. Even LSU, I don't like any of those teams ranked above UCLA right now. Uh, so I do think UCLA is very much underranked. Uh, I think they were put down. I know in the first uh, rankings they were number 12, and there were some shakeups in the top, really the top 10 uh, even in the top five, there's a lot of big shakeups there. And so looking at it, I think UCLA needs to be moved up a lot more than this. The fact that they stayed stagnant right there at number 12 
Uh, that's disappointing. I, I think the committee got it wrong big time there. Now, moving above them, number 11, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss has been just, they, they haven't performed as well as I thought they would this year. Uh, just looking at the way Ole Miss has, has played just overall throughout the season, uh, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't see a whole lot out of them that has made me think that they really stand too much of a chance in the SEC, uh, let alone in the, in the grand scheme of things. But they still do have a chance. Uh, you know, when, when when you look at it right now, they go against Alabama, it, it, hosting Alabama this week. I think if they were to pull that one out and be able to win this, uh, then then we're starting to look at Ole Miss a little different. But it's just going to be tough to to get Alabama after they just took a hard hard loss and a loss that really kicks that program uh, down big time. And so I think Nick Saban gets his guys. I think they win this weekend. I wouldn't put my money against uh, Nick Saban any day, let alone after a loss. But Ole Miss at 11, I they, they have been disappointing, but I like them at 11 uh, overall. Now moving up, number 10, Clemson. Clemson just lost a big loss uh, against Notre Dame. Notre Dame really handed it to them. Clemson went in. We were talking about Clemson. We thought that they were going to have nothing in their way to the to the uh, ACC championship game and blow through that and go on to win uh, and and get into the top four. We thought there was no obstacles in the way. Notre Dame <laughs> said otherwise. Notre Dame made sure that, that we knew that there was something going on up there in South Bend. So Clemson at number 10, I think that's respectable dropping them down that much because I believe uh, they were they were ranked uh, up there in the top twenty or on the top four last week. I think they were ranked number four. Uh, so looking at Clemson, I, I think that's respectable to drop them down to number ten. Again, I don't like them being ranked above UCLA. I think that's the one that really stands out to me here. I think UCLA is much tougher than that, uh, and and they they deserve to 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 be ranked above teams like I, I think Clemson right now just because of the way that Clemson lost to Notre Dame when Notre Dame has been kind of having these struggles in the beginning of the year, but we'll see. Uh, and, and now we're talking about Notre Dame. You know, they've got to play USC still. So does USC lose to Notre Dame? I think that's a, a much tougher game now when we look at how Notre Dame is playing now down the stretch and getting tougher as the season goes on. Before we go any further, before we get to number nine on this playoff rankings, uh, I, I do want to first bring up a new sponsor to the show. We've got Kanga Coolers. Go over to www.rising2.com. That's risingto.com slash Kanga. That's K-A-N-G-A. So www.rising2.com slash K-A-N-G-A. Rising2.com slash Kanga. And it'll give you an offer for 10% off. Kanga is a cooler brand. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, guys, I think Kanga is one of the coolest cooler brands uh, I've seen on the market. Go over there and check them out because Kanga Coolers are the best for tailgating because you don't need to get ice. You simply cool up the cooler itself and you don't need to put ice because that's the most annoying thing, having to reach in into the ice, having it all wet in there. Uh, you know, it, I, I personally don't like that. Not only that, but it also takes up space in the cooler. So why not go with a Kanga Cooler, which is introducing us uh, to uh, to us the best iceless coolers because you can use it for tailgating you can use it for camping you can use it for parties and so much more the kanga coolers are one of the coolest on the market i highly re recommend you go check it out go over to www.rising2.com slash kanga that's rising to.com slash k a 
N-G-A. It'll give you an offer for 10% off your order. Kenga is amazing, guys. Go check them out. All right, let's jump up to number nine. We've got number nine, Alabama. Uh, Alabama has come off of two losses now. They've lost to Tennessee, and they, they have now lost at LSU. We know that they've they've struggled against Texas. So really all of all of their away games, it just seems like they keep on struggling. We they struggled so much where they lost to Tennessee and they lost to LSU. And throughout the entire season, even in the Texas game, backing all the way up to the beginning of the year, Alabama has not been disciplined. They have not been disciplined whatsoever. And man, I, I just I look at it and I just don't see how you look at this Alabama team and say that they deserve to be ranked up in the top 10 after having two tough losses. I know it's against two tough teams, but to see two losses there, you know, and, and the way that they've struggled in some of these games outside of those two losses, I, I just don't think Alabama deserves to be up there in the top 10, uh, especially again, going back to UCLA. I don't think they deserve to be ranked above UCLA. Jumping up to, to number eight, number eight, USC. Uh, USC actually had a pretty fun game uh, this past weekend, but you know, so they are they do have the one loss on the season to Utah. It was a tough loss uh, and and a respectable loss too. Remember, Utah is ranked number thirteen right now in this playoff rankings in this uh, week eleven playoff rankings. So to see USC the way that they've they've done done things this year, they're one of them that definitely surprises a, a lot of people. I think a lot of people kind of talked about USC. And seeing just the powerhouse that they've become in talent, but I, I I just I don't think anybody really expected them to do this well, and they look like they could be they they really do hold their own destiny to win the Pac-12, and when you pack up in the season, a lot of us looked at the Pac-12 and said there's no way that a Pac-12 championship uh, team goes into the the Final Four playoffs uh, for the playoffs you know the top four. But with everything that's shaken up and all of these things that, that have gone kind of crazy in, in the rankings and in the in the top 10, you know, the top five alone, with everything that's gone on between Oregon, USC, and UCLA, any of those, I think I think any of those who, who win that, the, that Pac-12 out there, they, they get into the playoffs, in my, my opinion. So to see USC number eight, I like it. I think they're ranked just right. Uh, the only team I see above them that I don't like uh, is LSU, and that's at number seven. So number seven, LSU. I I, I get it. They, they they have made a huge comeback. Starting off at, at you know when we look at that Florida State game, Blake and I talked about that. You know that's just it was an ugly game. It didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. But LSU has definitely fought back. They fought through a lot of adversity. They have really gotten their team together. They've got a completely different mindset. I like them being ranked higher, and I, I like them being ranked in the top 10, but there's some teams that don't like them being above, and that would be a U, USC, UCLA, um, possibly even a Utah, but ultimately I, I, I don't mind Utah being down there. But seeing LSU at number seven, I think that's a little too high for them, but we'll, we'll see how it all shakes up because LSU has... has a couple of tough games. I think they can win them, but they've got to go at Texas A&M and at Arkansas. So if they can win out, they really hold their own destiny to make it to uh, the SEC championship game. So it's really up to LSU to be
be able to, to fight for the SEC this year. So number seven, LSU. I just don't like it above some of these other teams. But overall, I'm, I'm okay with it. Now we're looking over at Oregon. We see Oregon at number six. I, I don't have anything to say there. I think that's that's perfectly placed for them because Oregon has, has shown since week one when they got thumped by Georgia and the offense couldn't put up anything on the board and the only points that they had was from their field goal kicker. I, I think that, that that point, that game, changed who this Oregon team was. And I think that they do deserve to be in the talk for the final, the, this top four. So with the way that things could shake up in the, the rankings, TCU still has some tough games ahead of them. Uh, the, this week, for example, again, you know, going to Texas. So I think looking at TCU, they have, they have some things. I, I, I think, I think Oregon should hold their own destiny because Michigan and Ohio state do have to play. So one of them is not going to be in the top four. Now, does Tennessee stay above Oregon, even if they're able to win a Pac-12 championship? I think the playoff committee could do that, but I wouldn't agree with it. I think that if Oregon wins a Pac-12 championship game and is now the the Pac-12 champions, I think they ought to move ahead into that top four to take the spot. Now, if TCU has a loss on the season... Do they stay in? Now you're talking, even if TCU has a loss in the season but wins the Big 12, does a one-loss Big 12 team get in, or does a one-loss Pac-12 team get in? Personally, my opinion is conference champions get in. Uh, you know, if you've got to fight between fight between things, you know, I, I know that's not how the committee's going to look at it. They're going to look at Tennessee and say their only loss is to Georgia, and I think that's respectable because that that is – when you're talking the top four best teams, but I just don't like that these these conference championships don't really mean anything. And we'll talk more about that whenever we talk about the 12 team uh, playoffs. But Tennessee at number five, I like that. It was a tough loss to Georgia, uh, and, and I don't think that that's the Tennessee team that we would see again if they were to play Georgia again. I think if they if they were to get a rematch against Georgia, I don't think Tennessee would play that way. Not only that, but Blake and I, again, we talked about this already because we talked about this game, but it is not easy to go to Georgia and to play there in their stadium. To, to go between the hedges and, and, and play against Georgia is a tough, it's a tough environment. So I, I think Tennessee at number five, I think that's a good spot for them because that, that bumps them out of the top four to where TCU and Michigan get in there, which leads me to number four, TCU. Uh, I, I think it was disrespectful to put TCU down at number seven last week, uh, and they they showed that they they showed that they deserve to be up there with another win, and TCU just keeps on doing it. Uh, you know, every every week we keep on saying they're not going to win again, they're not going to win again, but they keep on doing it, and they're doing it with a bunch of physicality and and just speed all over the field. We talk about Max Duggan and uh, Kendra Miller and, and just all of these guys that are just. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Quentin, uh, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank on that. They've got that big wide receiver out there. Uh, so I, I just looking at TCU and, and seeing all the offensive weapons. And on top of that, just the fact that their defense is able to hold in there. Now, one thing that I think Sonny Dykes, the first year coach at TCU, which is amazing, huge round of applause for him. Hats off because 
Sonny Dykes is doing an amazing job. He deserves to, to the, the coach of the year without a doubt um, because he is doing the most. Even if he were to win, lose the rest of the games this season, he has done the most and, and exceeded expectations by far. But if you would have told anyone that TCU is looking in the driver's seat for the Big 12 and is sitting at 9-0 and on the season, <laughs> if you were to tell anybody that preseason, they would have called you nuts because they were not in the discussion, not with a new new coach, and trying to get a lot of that 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 uh, chaos figured out because they had a lot of guys transfer, uh, and so you you look at like Oshawn Mathis for example transferring up to to Nebraska. So you know there's there's a lot of things that go into that, but TCU absolutely deserves to be up there. For them to be ranked number seven last last week was just a huge slap in the face. But they are now up in the top four. Congrats to them. They deserve it. Uh, number three, Michigan. Again, Michigan is one of those teams that we just kept on notching just out of that top four spot because they just haven't looked good enough. But personally, I think that maybe Michigan deserves to be ahead of Ohio State, especially how Ohio State played this week because Michigan has been taking care of business. They haven't had the toughest schedule, but they've been taking care of business and doing it in a very good fashion. So I like Michigan a lot. I think they deserve to be number two right now just because Ohio State struggled against Northwestern. We'll jump into that. Uh, number two, Ohio State. So Ohio State, we talked about this already. You can go back and listen to that and hear more about that game. But Ohio State at number two, uh, ultimately the top four really don't matter. They're all four undefeated teams. Now, when you're talking about number two and three, it doesn't matter. I think that's that's basically a tie for number two um, because if this were the, the rankings and they were finished today, those two teams go against each other. Not only that, but these two teams are going to play against each other in the last game of the season before the Big Ten Championship game. That's going to decide who goes. Uh, and so we've been talking about that all season long, too. That's going to be the game to look at for the Big Ten. So looking at Ohio State, Michigan, uh, I, I like it. Number one, of course, absolutely Georgia. They deserve it because they were kept out. They were put down on number three, and they took that as, as disrespect. And they went out there on that field against Tennessee, and they handled business. Uh, and I, I think they played an outstanding game. Not only that, but we talked about it. They didn't use Brock Bowers, and that, that's huge. Uh, so looking at these these top 25 rankings, again, I think there's some things that I see that I would probably call a little bit different. Uh, I, I think that I would, I would probably rank a few teams a little different. But overall, especially when you look at that top four, that's really all that matters. That's mainly the only thing that we really look at. Um, but just looking at the top four, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. Uh, again, I think number two and three could be swatched, you know, swapped around, but overall it doesn't matter. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's get into it. A high school football team. Uh, it is IMG Academy. They're a high school football team down in Florida, uh, and they – they hosted a team called Toronto Prep, a school from Canada, to come down and play them. So this this uh, Toronto Prep is a uh, can Canadian team that was 0-5 entering into this matchup. They go down there to Florida to, to face this, this powerhouse, uh, which is ranked number 10 in the country by Max Preps. And they were 7-1 and on the year. So they completely just laid everything out on the line. Went went full full on just beast mode uh, against this team because IMG Academy goes up to West West Toronto Prep and they lead them ninety six to zero 
at halftime. So they called the game at halftime. They just said it's enough. They <laughs> they sent both teams home because they were they they were winning ninety six to zero at halftime. IMG scored fifty seven points in the first quarter. Fifty seven points in one quarter. That, that that's a uh, that includes a a blocked punt for a touchdown, two defensive touchdowns, and a safety. So you're talking about twenty three points off of defense slash special teams in one quarter. 23 points. It's just insane. So a huge shout out to IMG Academy down in Florida. Those guys deserve a lot of recognition, a lot of a lot of praise because that is insane. 96 to 0 at halftime and you're beating them so bad. It doesn't matter how bad this team is, if they're a Canadian team. It doesn't matter any of that. That takes a lot of heart, a lot of talent, a lot of speed. That's just, it's crazy. Uh, maybe those Canadian boys, boys should probably stay up north and not try going down to Florida to, to play against anybody else. But uh, a huge shout out to, to IMG Academy because that is absolutely insane. 96-0 at, at halftime. Uh, I would want to call the game too. So, so for that to be a halftime score, I mean, that's just insane. But that's pretty much all we have for today. If you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you know when we're going live or if we have any kind of updates. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you get your, your podcast, make sure to give us a five-star review. That helps us out greatly, helps us grow in the charts. And other than that, thank you guys so much for watching, for listening, for giving us your support. You can check out all that we do at rising2.com. That's risingto.com. We thank you so much, and until next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.